These are really seeds of, of, of faith. And, and many times, rather, I know you're not supposed to see them on the outside, but whether you know or not, we see it in your attitude. <laughs> I was really pulled to get rid of them before I stood up here and preached, but I forgot to get rid So do you mind if I preach? Huh? You said take them off? See, the problem is how we take them off. Because regardless what I say or we say on Sunday, if I don't know how to take them off, I live my life by these. Because the truth of it is, you can't see this. This is internal. This is my belief system. This is my attitude. This is my experiences. And I can sing and preach and know all the words to say on Sunday. But when I go home, I'm all clipped up. I don't expect a whole lot of amen. That's, that, that's, that's why they got me up early. Thank you. Because the ball game is at 1 o'clock, and some people are already looking at their watches. And they're going to go home and miss. Let me, okay, let me, let me. The scripture that we're dealing with is Ephesians 3. Still this prayer that Paul prays that, that the love of God wants us to be set free, that we're not clipped up anymore. Coming out of the New King James Version, it reads, For this reason I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named that he will grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might, might to unclip yourself through his spirit in the inner man that Christ may dwell, that the reality of Christ may dwell deeper and deeper in your hearts. Listen, through faith, through faith, that you would be rooted deeper and grounded deeper in his love. Father, even now in the mighty name of Jesus, help us to understand that your love has everything to do with it. You love us so much that, that you came to set us free. Father, even now, allow there to be clarity of speaking, clarity of explanation, so that we can be set free. Lord, even now, have your way. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. See, we, we, we think.
think that because we are Christians that we've been set free. But, but wait a minute. In my spirit, in your spirit, you've been set free. But my question is, have your thinking been set free? Because until we apply God's truth by faith in areas in our lives, we can be set. Oh, that's right. Romans 10, 9 and 10. Let me clip that because I got that. Let me read it to you. It says, it says, it says, it says, it says, it says, because if you confess with your mouth and, and believe in your heart the Lord Jesus Christ is Lord, you shall be saved. Guess what? If you're saved, you should have a clip of faith. Has anybody got that, 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 that clip of faith? So, 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 so you're standing on that. You're standing on But you know what? That only works for my faith faith for my salvation. See, that don't work for my peace. That don't work for my joy. That works for my, my salvation. I'm saved, but I still can be caught up by my... Pre- Listen, when, when, when you first came into Christ, you came already with a belief system impact. Matter of fact, you walking with a belief system. I don't care what you say on Sunday. It's what you say on Monday to yourself. It's, what, it's that other voice that speaks that when things don't go right, what you say to yourself. Paul is saying to the, to the church of Ephesus, he said, you got to be so rounded, so, 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 so grounded, so, so anchored in the love of Christ that no matter what happens to you, you're, you know that he loves you in spite of what life throws at you. Listen, there's a whole lot of crazy things happening, and just because you're the Lord don't mean that crazy things won't happen to you. Let me ask some questions. Is anybody going through something? Is is anybody where it seems like the intensity of the battle has gotten worse? Do anybody got any struggles? Did you hear about the bombing in New York? But it, it don't have to be New York. It could be Cincinnati. No, no, watch this, watch this, watch this. If, 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 I don't, if I'm not secure and you're not secure that he loves us, we will allow our circumstance to determine how much we think God loves us. Your, your, his love is not based on what you go through. Matter of fact, some of the reasons why you go through it, because he's trying to unclip you. He has to challenge our paradigm in order for us to grow beyond where we are. God has to make me realize that I am standing on some things 
that don't represent him. He did not say, I'm standing on opinions and attitudes that God is trying to get rid of. And watch this. It takes pressure on my faith system to unclip me for what got me all clipped up. Watch this. I can't shake them off. Y'all can see it. They ain't going nowhere. So watch this. Oh, the shopping we do on Sunday ain't moving what we believe. Shout until we got no more. But still walking here all clipped. Oh, I feel good. But you're still clipped up. Because there's been no change in our belief system, in our thinking, until God applies pressure to what I am thinking to release me from what got me all clipped up. Yes, sir. They define how I react, how I think, what I feel. Because this is, I'm saved, y'all. Let me prove it to you again. Where's my Bible at? Y'all see my faith? But I'm still acting. Huh, you see my clip? Here go my clip. I know I'm saved, but I don't understand why I don't act saved sometimes. I know I'm saved, there's some change, but I've been stuck. I got my salvation, but I haven't allowed it to go no place else. If I follow Paul's thinking, he is saying this. He's saying, the level you started in, in knowing the love of Jesus, shouldn't be the level you stop at. (laughs) He's saying, in order to be successful in this Christian life, you're going to have to intentionally allow yourself to get deeper in the knowledge of his word and receive by faith what he is trying to teach you. Now I said, it's not head knowledge, it is faith knowledge. That at some point you have to intentionally say, I'm going to believe what he is saying to me regardless what I'm going through. I'm going to stay right here. I ain't going nowhere. It may not look good, but I know he loves me. I don't like what I'm going through. I don't know why, but he must be up to something because my Bible tells me that he works the good and the bad for my good because he got a purpose in store for me. (laughs) I guess he where I'm coming from. So there's some truths I got to get in me in order that I may experience 
the love of Jesus at a deeper level. Listen, if he promised me, that's right, there's a promise somewhere in here about peace, right? I think it's Philippians 4, verse 6, that tells me, be worried for nothing. Huh? What in the world is Peter, Paul talking about? Be worried for, he must not know what I go through. But wait a minute, ain't, ain't he the one that got stoned and got up and went and preached? Ain't he the one that they was trying to kill? Ain't he the one that's been shipwrecked and all that? And even when he writes this, he's in prison. And he said, don't be worried. Matter of fact, he talked about rejoicing. And here he is in a dungeon. And he talks with more joy in prison than most of us talk with in our house. What does he know? That we don't know. Okay, let me read on. Be ancient for nothing but with prayer and supplication. Let your, oh, y'all know this. Let your request be with. Hold on, hold on. So I need to praise him before I receive it? I need to think. So, so after I pray about it, instead of worrying about it, I need to thank him for it. And I need to thank him for it until it gets down on the inside. Then all of a sudden, I'm not worried about it, but I'm praising about it. That means I can't get up and take it back. Because every time I try, if I'm praising him and thanking him, I can't worry about it. I'm either going to worry about it or I'm going to leave it at his hand. So the way I refuse to take it back, instead of talking the negative, I keep praising him and thanking him because I'm believing him for what I don't see yet. Because what I don't see, I don't know how he's going to work it out, but I believe he's going to work it out somehow. So now, as long as I keep on praising him and thinking about ahead of time, the peace of God. Let me put a clip right there. I got this one. Now, I may have to come back and pick it up again, but I got this one. I, I think there's a song. This one, y'all, young people. No, I, I, I think I think it's called work, 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 work. <laughs> Sometimes we work in the wrong thing. <laughs> and we gotta work the word of God until we see the manifestation of it. Because the only way I'm going to see the manifestation, you're going to see the manifestation till my faith rises up and put pressure on my belief system. And I have a change of mind about what I'm thinking about, how I'm acting, how I'm receiving it. And I begin to say, Lord, I trust you beyond what I feel, what I think. I realize that the way I used to think is not real. I don't want to believe the devil no more. I choose you. Uh, this should be more clapping than that. 
you know, you know, you know, watch this. Let me clip this back. Huh? Huh? I'm still all clipped up, right? But let me show you this in Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 11. Watch Abraham. Here is the chapter of faith. And faith is progressive. He does not start off sacrificing Isaac. You know where he starts off? Being called away from his family. It, hold on, hold on. G- give me the graph. Give me, give me, give me, give me, give me the graph. Let, let me show you something. That, uh, y'all can't probably see it, but, but, but here Noah lives 100, 950 years in the flood. He lives after the flood. And notice everybody else comes up after the flood. Noah is alive during the life of Abraham. So Noah could tell him what happened and how him and his family survived the flood. The problem is where Abraham is with the rest of his family, they not just believe in Yahweh, they believe in a whole lot of different gods. And what God says is, I want to use you But in order for me to use you, I got to call you away from folks that's going to mess you up. You see, you can't be caught up in the same bondage they called up in because their talk is bondage. So what I got to do is I want you to obey me by faith. Now, you know, heard the story you heard either Noah or you heard somebody who knew Noah who told you the story. So the God of Noah is calling you to stand up, leave where you comfortable at. I'm taking your clip and I want you to walk. I'm not even going to tell you where to go. This is the thing. I got something for you down there, but you can't get that till you obey now. Y'all don't hear me? If you don't obey obey me here, I got somebody else I can pick. But I pick you. Now, I want you to walk by faith. By faith, not knowing where you're going. Just do it because I told you to. Now, the problem is, is this. He's leaving his, his dad. He's losing his relatives. It was a multipolitan. He was rich there. It was good land there. And God said, trust me in spite of what you feel, what you see. Leave your comfort zone because what I got for you is better than what you leave in. You know where most of us messed up at? We never left. So we missed out on what he had because we wouldn't leave somebody. You know, know, if you hang around people that are talking negative talk, their negative thinking 
would get into your negative thinking and they would keep you negative your whole life. Why do you think family bondages go down to the third and fourth generation? Listen, you don't have to be like your mama. You don't have to be like your daddy. You don't have to be like your great-grandmama. You can make a choice to be different. Abraham made a choice by faith. Now watch this. He didn't make a mistake. He reached back and took his nephew who caused him nothing but trouble every step of the way. What's this? What's this? Next, next step. Okay, you, you, was, you were sufficient at that. He caused you trouble, but, but you still trusted me. Now I said, I'm going to make you a father through Sarah. Stand up, Sarah. <laughs> hold up, hold up. Who told you Sarah was young? When God when God told Abraham that, he was 75. Sarah was 65. The promise didn't come till 25 years later. Bible said she was dead. Don't stop there. Bible said he was dead. Let me interpret that for you. There was no action going on. When I say no action, I mean no action. Not on her part, not on his part, dead. I'm just saying. Okay, let's move on quickly. Watch other people's unbelief. Even those that are close to you. Sarah said, I got this handmaiden. Since God haven't done it yet, I'll give you her. And then her seed would be my seed. How many know that didn't work? (laughs) I'm going to leave that alone. That didn't work. I ain't going there. I ain't going there. See, watch this. Can you imagine God saying, after him, and that's his son that she had, and God says, send her and him out into the wilderness. The wilderness is the desert. Abraham is supposed to be obedient. In his mind, he was sending his son to die. He never would have suffered that if he wouldn't have listened to Sarah. You know what we do? We listen to other people, then when trouble comes, we blame God. There's some things we never had to go through if we would have just kept our eyes on Jesus. Is you try to stay as focused as you can, and the way you do it, you keep the word in your mouth. You stay focused. Some, some, some things don't tell me. 
Sometimes you got to hang up the phone. You got to watch who's talking to you. You got to watch what you listening to. You got to watch what you watch. You got to watch, 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 watch. Your destiny, young people, your destiny is based on the decisions you make now. Satan has set up a system that is determined to destroy you. Let me watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. If right there is the goal, if he just turned one degree and he walks straight, he'll miss where he's supposed to go. we don't understand is that we think that a little bit of miss is nothing. It's just a half turn. But wait a minute. This isn't your destiny. This is your test. This is, this is where this is what's going to determine where you're going to get to what God has for you. See, it's there. It's, it's there. He's going to end up there. And he's never going to meet what is waiting for him. And Satan knows it, and we don't. Let me mess somebody up. Let me mess you up. The reason why Mr. Wright didn't come, because you didn't stay on course to become Mrs. Wright. Mrs. Wright didn't come because you being a playboy and God's not going to let you mess up. So determine on the degree you miss it is what you get. These are truths that we don't understand because only walking by faith brings about the promise of God. Abraham has such a close walk with God that he is called a friend with God. They talk face to face. It's not a coincidence that God could say, Abraham, because you because, because, listen, watch this, watch this. At 100 years old, and Sarah 90, she get pregnant. And you say, I'm too old, you too young. <laughs> now watch this, watch this. Okay, you get past that? Because along the way, they are talking face to face. God knows his heart, he knows God's heart. It's a faith thing. There's intimacy. I don't know any other place in scripture that says God talked to a man like a friend talks to a friend. That is not said about anybody else in the Bible. Nobody shows you the closeness of faith that Abraham had. So therefore, when he gets here, God says, I got another test for you. I want you to take your son Isaac and sacrifice him to me. Now watch this, watch this, watch this. You can't tell me that that didn't shock him. 
You can't tell me he didn't go through the same struggles you went through. You can't tell me he didn't battle with it. But you know what stepped up? What stepped up was he knew God well enough that God don't lie. Hold on, hold on. Let's, let's step into it. He knew God well enough that if God said that a nation was going to be born through Isaac, that God, after he kills Isaac, Isaac, God must going to lift Isaac up from the dead. He not only was going to sacrifice Isaac, he was going to burn Isaac. Then he was going to wait on God to do what only God could do, even though he never seen it before. Because he reasoned within himself, says scripture, says Hebrew chapter 11. He said, if God told him to kill him as a sacrifice, then God must going to lift up my son and give him back to me because I know my God is a faithful God and he's going to do exactly what he... Are you close enough to God that when your God don't make sense, you trust him to do what he said he's going to do and you don't have to know how he's going to do it. You just believe he's going to do it. Some of us will never get to our destiny until we begin to work the work of God in our hearts, until you can stand flat-footed, that, Lord, I believe you're going to bring me out. I believe you're going to make a way out of nowhere. You're good, not just sometimes. You're good all the time. And even though my situation is good, I'm going to wait till your goodness comes. Listen to David. I would have fainted. I would have passed out. I would have gave up, but I know him, and I have faith to believe in the goodness of God, not just when I get to heaven, but in the land of the living. God's going to come see about me. I know that. He raises his hand to crucify his son. And in his mind and in his heart, he already did it. And God said, here, I'll do it for my son. Did you catch that? Did you catch that? God said, not you, but I will. You see, it was God who sacrificed his own son for you. And for me, now, the bloodline of Jesus came from, came from Abraham because Abraham raised his hand with a knife. And now he says, through your blood, I'm going to stand in your place and do for you what you would have done for me because you trusted me. I'm going to do it for you through your blood. My question is, what is God ready to step in and do for you? He's just waiting on you to trust him that he will. Thank you, man. Thank you. That's what this is about. You know, we, we think it's about I choose. You know, and when we make a choice, we mess up the destiny that God has in store already if we walk in 
the way he wants us to walk. And we think we're doing something. You know what? I, I'm learning. I'm not smarter than God. I, I, I'm learning. Does I apply new truths that more clips fall off? You know what? His, he says in John chapter 8, verse 31 and 32, he said, he said, he said, if you are my, he said, if you walk in my word, if you obey, I mean, Greek word, Greek philosophy would say, you know, uh, hear, hear, learn. Hebrew philosophy is perceive, understand, and do. Let me, let me show you the difference. Okay. I talk all day. You got it. You can repeat it. Hebrew says, I want you to stand. And I just don't want you to understand it, but I want you to receive what I'm giving to you. All right. All right. But he had to get up and walk with me and respond to me before I gave it to him. Listen, if he sat there with understanding and don't come get it, he, he got it, he memorized it, but he didn't come get it. So guess what? The blessing that comes with come getting it don't go to him. Let me, let me, let me prove it to you. Mark chapter 4. Verse 24, bring it up on the screen. I'm almost out of here. I know y'all want to get home. I know, know y'all want to see the ball game. I know. What's, 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 he said unto them, be careful what you hear. He's talking about his teaching. The measure, the importance, the thought, the study you put towards try, the, trying to understand it. Trying to get it. Not just reading it and say, I read my, my word today, check. I did my duty, check. I did what I was supposed to, check. Uh-uh. He said, he said, are you seeking me when you look into the word? Is your heart, uh, if, if, I, if, I, if, I, if I challenge that thinking, are you willing to change your thinking? Because unless I see that you're open to change your thinking, I'm not even going to show you what it means. You can read the word and the word is closed to us. Or we can read the word and the word is open to us. You know what? Because God is looking at our hearts. If my heart is closed, the word will be closed. If my heart is open, the word of God will begin to open up. Now, now, now that's what he said. He said, he said, to the openness of your heart, you, you give to the truth. Nowadays, we think everything is true. Wait a minute. This towel is white. What do you say it is? Green. <laughs> 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 
This towel is white. It's black, Pastor. Say that again. It's black. I hope there's nobody else that see this as green. I really do. <laughs> but if you listen to the opinions of the world, that's exactly what you would give. If you listen to the philosophy of what people feel, and they, and, and they would say, that's my truth. Just because that, that's your truth don't mean it's true. Let me, let me prove it to you. I now revoke gravity so we all can fly. So what we're going to do is go up on top of the roof, go to the highest spot on the roof, and we're going to jump off. What? What? I told you I have just lifted up the law of gravity. So I know you're going to go with me. Come on. We jump together. Come on. What? See, the reason why y'all laughing, the reason is because this. Y'all know that's not true. And no matter how much I say it, it still doesn't make it true. Did you know that truth is true? It's true. And regardless of what our opinion or our feeling, truth is truth. So it doesn't, so, so guess what? All three of us can't be right. Amen. So when I read the word of God, and even though it may say something I don't like, Though it may say something that I don't feel, my opinion and my philosophy does not make it wrong. That is true, and I am wrong. And, and, and when I change my opinion to go where God wants me to go, all of a sudden I can walk in that power and that truth. That's right. But as long as I hold on to what I want, I'm in the bondage to that. Regardless what it is. Because as a man thinketh in his heart, so is, it's true to you. But that don't make it true. That's what Jesus is saying. He said, he said, what's it? He said, he said and, and if you don't give no measure to what I'm saying, he says, what's it? This, this, I, I, I looked at this, I said, look, what is this saying? What is it saying? Because part of it says this, it says, it says, it says, even what you have will be taken from you. Yes, sir. You know what? I used to think that was God taking it from you. No. It's the devil taking it from you. The next verse, what it says is this. It says, it says, it will be taken by force. Once you close your ears to the truth of God, 
it gives Satan leeway to come in and say, that's my phone. See, unless God guards it, I have no power to defend. Now, once I reject God guarding it, it gives Satan the right to come in by force. Why, 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 you think, why, why, why you think that, that sin just don't stay at one level? It, it goes to the place until you can't, you thought you was controlling it, but, but now it's controlling you. You thought you could handle it, but now you can't. Now it's an addiction, and now it's a stronghold, and now, you know, you know Satan loves to bait us. He, he loves to say, just take a lick. One lick won't hurt. <laughs> I know, I know, I'm trying to hurry. Listen, that's why he says in Romans 12, he says, he says be transformed, be changed by the renewing of your thinking. What has the power to change you is when you believe the truth of God because Jesus said, my truth will set you free. When, when you hear my word and you follow in the footsteps, this truth I'm giving you has the power to pry you out of Satan's hand and the light turns on and now you got the power to walk in what you see. But watch this. I can't walk in what I don't see. I have to see first. There's a whole lot of things that I thought was true, but now that I know the truth, I can't believe that I believe that was true. Hold on, some of y'all didn't catch that. There's a whole lot of things when I was out there in the world, I thought was true, but now that I'm in the truth, I can't believe I thought that was true. There's some truths that, that now I'm not as bound as I used to be because I know more truth than I used to know. There might be some areas that I still got clipped on to, but I thank God for the freezer that I got now. Is there anybody in the house walking in more freedom than they have ever walked? And God may Satan let go of you and that you're walking in some victories in your life. Oh, there may be some areas that you still got to find more truth, but ain't you glad that you know that you got a Jesus that will walk you in the deepest truth. Is there anybody else know that he's real? That his word is real? And that he would do exactly what he said he's gonna do? Is there anybody got more clips in the Bible that there's some promises that you standing on. There's some truths that you trusted. You know how to open up your word. 
and work, 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 work. You know how to take his word and stand on it. Is there anybody that's standing on God's word? That if it had not been for his word, you would have gave up a long time ago. But you're here to say, I know he's real. I know he's a miracle working savior. I know his word is real. I'm standing on the promises of Jesus and everything is gonna be all right. I know, I know my Redeemer lives. And when he gets ready, I'm coming out of fear God. Is there anybody that knows that he's good? Not just sometimes, but he's good all the time. He loves me. He loves me. Is there anybody that knows he's all right? Not just sometimes, but, but, but. Somebody 